Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melfior, and as promised and as much anticipated, uh, joining us from FanRag Sports, uh, John Heyman. Uh, John, I uh, was uh, saying this is the first time I've had you on the show since opening day, so uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Al. How are you? Uh, very good. Very good. I imagine you're uh, very busy these days. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm busy. It's an interesting start so far in baseball, so we're all keeping busy right now. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, you've got uh, just a a whole lot of uh, great information on FanRag right now. Uh, You've taken an early look at uh, the free agent market, and for our fantasy purposes, I mean, the free agency uh, information uh, certainly going to be of of interest to people who are in Dynasty League, so I certainly encourage folks, if you haven't read uh, John's uh, latest piece, on the uh, free agent class uh, for this offseason. Definitely take a look at that. But I think that, there, you know, there's obviously some trade uh, impact uh, on some of the uh, the players that you've talked about. And uh, I'm certainly curious as to which of the potential free agents or, you know, the free agents to be in this upcoming class, which do you think might get traded before the deadline this year? Well, it depends what team they're on. Uh, if, you're, if they're on a losing team, uh, there's always that potential that they could be traded. Obviously, Orioles are off to a rough start. Uh, they've got a lot of free agents. Uh, Britain's got to come back and pitch a little bit before uh, he's available for anybody, but uh, it's a potential trade guy. Uh, Machado's a guy they talked about in the winter. If they don't get going here and they're already 11 games behind, I think uh, they may have to think about Machado. Um, of course, they've got Adam Jones. They've got... Uh, uh, Brad Brock, they've got a lot of free agents um, uh, that uh, they could become uh, trade uh, possibilities. And, uh, you know, in terms of the free agents, uh, you know, most of them I don't think uh, will be traded, but uh, uh, many of them are on very good teams. Uh, they got the guys who are on Houston, not going to be traded. Bryce Harper, not going to be traded. Kershaw, not going to be traded. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the majority of the major stars, I think they're going to stay put, but. Uh, you got to look for the ones that are on the uh, the teams that are off to uh, slow starts that uh, become uh, trade bait. Yeah, well, you mentioned the, the Orioles and uh, both Zach Britton and Brad Brock there. Uh, Brock's been handling most of the closing duties so far, but uh, you know I've heard uh, quite a few people speculate that uh, Zach Britton uh, you know, may not go back to closing right away. And, of course, that's that's what happened uh, a couple of junctures last year. But uh, would you imagine that even if, let's say, Brad Brock gets uh, you know gets his act together and he's really great, that uh, Britt will just be thrust right into the, the closing role just to, to basically pump up his trade value? I think it's likely that uh, Britain would get that trade, uh, that, excuse me, get the closing spot back. Uh, um, they were able to trade him uh Last uh, summer, didn't trade didn't ultimately go through as the Orioles are uh, they're tough on the uh, the medical end of things and uh, they sell a couple of the players who are coming back from Houston, my understanding. So um, you know I do think that uh, they put Britain in the closing role. He had one of the greatest years ever for a closer two years ago, and uh, I mean he's a closer. That's it. So uh, I think it would be very unlikely that uh, that Brock would stay in that role. Uh, once Britain comes back, but uh, I mean, I guess if the guys are an incredible role, uh, I guess you can't rule it out. You got to think of everything in the in the fantasy world. But I, I'm kind of thinking Britain's a closer. 
Okay, well, uh, also, one of your columns, you know, you made a, a, a point of mentioning that there's something of a rivalry uh, in Florida right now, but it's kind of a race to the bottom between the Marlins and the and the Rays. And they both have uh, closers that are struggling and closers who are going to be uh, free agents. So uh, do you think that, uh, again, same question, really, for Alex Colomay and Brad Ziegler, uh, do you think that they're going to just have very long leashes for that closers role uh you know, trying to improve their uh, their trade value. Um, yeah, I think Colin uh, May will remain in the closer's role unless something really unexpected happens and, uh, you know, the struggles go on for weeks uh, at a time. Uh, he obviously had a couple of rough outings early. It is still early. He has been a very good closer in the past. Uh, I don't see him losing that role easily. Uh, in terms of Ziegler, you know, he didn't have any uh, trade value last year. Uh, I think making him a closer uh, won't necessarily pump up his trade value anyway, so I think he'd be more uh, apt to lose that role potentially uh, if he struggles badly. They, have, of course, have to figure out who to put him in, put in that closer role. I know his second-rider pitched last year. Uh, he'd be a candidate, uh, but uh, I, I would think he would be more vulnerable than uh, Colin May. I think Colin May is pretty well set as their closer. Yeah, well, unfortunately, that, that confirms all my suspicions because uh, a lot of us uh, in fantasy are speculating on who might replace them, but it might might be a fool's errand. Uh, <laughs> and I think it, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Uh, now, of course, the Cardinals uh, spent a whole lot on Greg Holland uh, right at the beginning of the season. Uh, hasn't really worked out so far. Do you think just the size of that one-year deal for Holland uh, means that the Cardinals really have a commitment to uh, bringing him back, even if Bud Norris continues to pitch well? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Norris was pretty good last year as a closer. Uh, did seem like when I was out in Cardinals camp in spring uh, that Norris really was not a candidate to close. But once the season starts, uh, things change, all bets are off. Uh, obviously, they were thinking about Gregerson in spring training. They got Holland. They figure it's going to be Holland. But uh, I think the performance is going to play here, and uh, I think it's a potential uh, could be that Norris could keep that job uh, if he continues to do well. Uh, Holland could be a setup guy potentially. Uh, I don't think you're uh, with a one-year deal. I know it's a high salary, but on a one-year deal, I don't think you're uh, apt to say that he has to be closer. Uh, they also have Hicks going over 100 miles an hour, and he's very young. So I think he's going to be a closer next year, probably not this year, but uh, certainly has that potential. But I, I'm going to say 2019 for Hicks on the closing. Uh, one thing I will say is Reyes. Uh, now they don't have to worry about him as a potential closer. They've got a lot of uh, possibilities here. I think who can close for the Cardinals uh, at the end of spring training? It looked like they had nobody, and now they have several. And uh, you know that happens sometimes. But I, I think it's better for Reyes if he gets more regular role uh, as a starter, and that's what he's always been. And if he, I mean, they got to limit his innings when he gets back from Tommy John, but uh, I, I think as he's potentially an ace. Uh, and you combine him with Martinez, that's really what he should be anyway, not a closer. I know that was a thought in spring training, but they had a lot of thoughts because they didn't really have a closer. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, really, because uh, you know, I haven't really thought – much about uh, Reyes in, in a while, and you're right. You know, in spring training and and you know earlier in the off season, that was all the speculation. It made a lot of sense too at the time, uh, but it's a very deep bullpen, so it's a, it's a good problem for the Cardinals to have. 
and uh, heading over to the other side of Missouri. One more closer question for you. Kelvin Herrera has been fantastic so far this year, but you recently wrote a piece about how the Royals have uh, a lot of trade candidates. They have a very strong incentive to trade. So how likely do you think it is that Kelvin Herrera gets dealt? I, I think that he probably will get dealt. Uh, I'm a very good pitcher. Uh, you know, I think we're, we're nearing the end here with Kansas City. Uh, they gave it a shot again. Uh, they've been struggling this year. At some point, you've got to say to yourself, uh, you know, it's time to do a little rebuilding. Uh, and I don't really blame them. I think they're trying to reward the fans. They had a really good run there, 2014-15 in the World Series, won it in 2015, uh, with largely homegrown guys. So uh, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, terrific job by them. But uh, I think the guys that are nearing the end here of their contract, and they've got a lot of guys on one-year deals, guys they sign. I thought they did a good job with the signings, getting Mustakas back on a one-year deal, very reasonable age on Jay, uh, Duda. Uh, and then, of course, I think Herrera ultimately could have the most value of any of them. Uh, Mustakas, I think, is a man on a mission, and uh, he's going to be uh, very good this year. He started off very nicely, uh, but he uh, had a rude awakening as a free agent. And in terms of trade, you've got to find a third team that needs a third baseman. So uh, it's not always easy. Uh, most of the contending teams do have third basemen. Uh, might take an injury somewhere else, but uh, he'd have trade value. I, I think ultimately, Herrera may have the most value of anybody on that team, even above uh, the starting pitchers. Uh, Kennedy's off to a good start, but uh, I think that was an overpay. Uh, Duffy looked like an underpay at the time, but he's off to kind of a struggling start. So I'm not sure what his value is uh, right now either. So I, to me, Herrera is the guy with the real trade value there. Uh, and Mustakas, if you can find a taker for a third baseman. Well, you know, what, uh, all the players that you mentioned, like you say, a lot of players on one-year deals, some veteran players. Uh, but one player that you wrote about uh, who's a little bit different is Whit Merrifield uh, because there there's, would be still quite a bit of team control left there. And yet, certainly, I would think he'd have a lot of value. Do you uh, think that they would try to build around him or maybe look to deal him and just do a total rebuild? Um, you know, I think at some point it's time for a rebuild. Uh, I know that they had discussed uh, trading him in the offseason. Um, they seem like they're willing or thinking about anything. And uh, he and Duffy's names were out there a lot. I think some of it had to do with uh, where the interests are lie, uh, but I, I do think that uh, at this point, Kansas City is going to have to consider everything, and that would include a trade for Merrifield as well. Wow, wow. Okay, well, at least that might, might may open some playing time for Mondesi uh, uh, in terms of fantasy impacts there. And then we've got a, a tricky situation in Atlanta where we're all eagerly awaiting the call-up of Ronald Acuna, but meanwhile, the, the guy that we feared was just filling in, Preston Tucker, has been one of the best hitters on the team. Uh, how do you figure the Braves will resolve that crunch uh, when they decide to call Cunha up? Yeah, well, I mean, they're saying publicly now that they want to wait for Cunha to get hot. And uh, he was getting 175 last I checked a couple of days ago, and we had one home run. Uh, we know it's early. He thrived in the Arizona Fall League, thrived in spring training, thrived in A, was pretty good in A last year. So uh, the guy is a fantastic uh, talent, only 20 years old. Uh, they've got time to wait. Uh, it does seem, uh, you know, they waited now past the uh, period where uh, they were able to delay his free agency by a year, and if they go another month or so, they'll delay his arbitration by a year. 
and it's easy to make that decision if you've got him batting 200 or so and you've got Tucker hitting, uh, I think he's tied for the National League lead with our, in RBIs with, with Harper. So uh, it, makes, it makes it easy to make that decision. Uh, the clamoring for Cooney is going to get uh, a lot stronger uh, if he starts to heat up, and uh, I think they realize that he's probably going to be major league ready at some point this year, and then they're going to have to make that decision. Uh, I think what they would probably try to do is uh, we'll see where they stand. Obviously, Marquesas is off to a decent start. Nobody has thought that he's worth his contract over the last few years as, they, as they've thought about trading him, but uh, I mean, a trade for Marquesas is a possibility uh, to open up a spot, uh, but uh, otherwise they might have a four-outfield situation, which is something they've got in Philadelphia. And uh, that does create some headaches. Uh, you know, I mean, Marquette is doing a nice job. Tucker's doing a nice job. I think for at least for the next week, I'm going to say at least a week, and we'll see how long. Uh, I don't think they have to worry about it, but you're right. That could be a, certainly something to think about uh, if Acuna gets going, and uh, we do expect that. So, uh, uh, to me, Tucker's played very well. Uh, if he's continuing to play this well, uh, they better think more seriously about trade for Marquette. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that ro- uh, four-man rotation would, would make a lot of sense. Like you said, they're doing it sort of in, in Philadelphia, and they've definitely been doing that. Uh, yeah, it's nice in the sense. works, but uh, in Philadelphia, they've already had a few guys who seem like they're not thrilled at all times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The funny and, thing in I, Philadelphia I is you've got a full-time player. Reese Hoskins is a full-time player. So it's really uh, three guys for two spots, and Herrera uh, yeah. probably had the expectation of playing almost all the time, as he's a two-time, I believe, two-time All-Star. Uh, and that just doesn't seem to be the case. So he's not been happy at times. Uh, I think some of the other guys have not been thrilled at times. I think Nick Williams uh, a little bit unhappy at times. So uh, it's a problem that Gabe Kaplan's going to have to work on, uh, among other problems. Well, I, and just now, for the very first time, I'm realizing that maybe part of the fallout with Brian Price being uh, fired is uh, I wonder if the Reds changed their outfield situation. So have you been privy to any information about that? Because that, that was something I hadn't even thought about. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what uh, how that will change. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think things like that generally change with a managerial change. Uh, the managers don't uh, normally make the decisions these days. That's more of a general Good manager point. type thing, anyway. So uh, I, I think that the, the internal office is kind of deciding uh, who's playing how much. Now the managers generally make out the lineup cards on a particular day, but I think that even that has a lot of input from the front office in uh, a lot of places. All right. Well, yeah, now that, uh, that certainly makes a lot of sense. I got one final question for you, John. Um, and this is definitely in the category of far fetched, but earlier on you talked about the national situation and, and, you know, Bryce, Bryce Harper hitting free agency. Uh, you know, they've got a few others, Gio Gonzalez, uh, Daniel Murphy, and they're not off to the greatest start. So, Again, just speculating wildly here. If the Nationals fail to get it in gear and we hit July, is there any possibility that they might trade some of those guys off? I, I really doubt that. Uh, I'm just not seeing that. Uh, I don't think they're going to fall that far behind that they're not in at least a position to get a, a playoff spot. I, certainly, it's possible that we head into the beginning of July and they're not in a playoff spot at that point, but it's hard to imagine not being in contention at all. I mean, I guess 
And yeah. theoretically, if they're 10 games out sometime in July, they might have to think about it. But I don't, I don't think that's on their radar. They don't expect that. They have a really good team. Uh, this is an important season, obviously, with uh, Harper's contract up, with Mulkey's contract up, with Gil Gonzalez's contract up. And I think I think there are four guys potentially in that bullpen or something like that. Uh, a couple of them have options, but four guys who could be free agents in the bullpen. So uh, they've got... Uh, They've got a lot of potential uh, free agents there. But uh, in terms of trade, I, I'd be surprised uh, if we're talking about any of them come July. All right. Well, again, like I said, far-fetched, but uh, it's baseball. Sometimes weird things Yeah, happen. well, you think of, you got to think of everything, so that's what you do when you're playing fantasy. <laughs> but uh, I, would, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't complain that that's a, a likelihood at this point. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Well, John, I really uh, excuse me. I really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, a lot of great information there. I would urge everybody to go check out uh, Inside Baseball on uh, FanRag Sports. And uh, John, thank you again for uh, joining me here today. All right, thanks, Al. All right, take care. All right, uh, well, uh, you could uh, absorb all that over the break coming up. And when I come back, I will answer your Twitter questions and take a look at some of Thursday's performances. So don't go anywhere.